This podcast is supported by Patreon. You can show your support on patreon.com slash toadsanime and get four early episodes a month for just a few bucks. Plus it helps Ryan buy Digimon toys. Alternatively, spend it on something more important. Hello and welcome to another episode of Toad on Games, the only podcast probably with the word toad on it, which is great. I mean, amphibians are fantastic, I guess. Um, <laughs> with me today, I have Dave Oshri. Oshri? I've just realized I don't know how to pronounce your surname. Uh, Oshri. Oshri works. Oshri, Oshri. Oshri, Oshri. Oshri, Oshri. It all all those lovely things. Um, do you want to tell people who you are um, quickly and what you do, that sort of goodness? Sure. I'm the uh, CEO of New Blood Interactive. We make uh, retro-type shit uh, for retro-type gamers. And uh, we try to uh, be pretty good at it, and we love you, and we hate money. That's like our motto, or whatever. <laughs> what, we love you, and we hate money? That's your That's motto. That's true, yeah, we're really good at making games, and really bad at making money from them, but, you know, we're having a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, it's um, um, basically, I got you to introduce yourself, because I was like, do I call him the leader of New Blood, the CEO of New Blood? Like, I yeah, I mean, know... technically, I'm like the CEO, but we're not like, we don't have an office, we're not like a big company, so it's like, CEO yeah. sounds like super corporate, like, I'm, I'm in my bathrobe right now, hanging out in my, you know, my rental house, like, it's, exactly. it's whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of the same at my company, we all give ourselves, like, my title at the company I work for is head of saying stuff, and then the head of... I guess what you would say is the CEO is head of doing stuff. Yeah, usually like so I'm like senior director of everything yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, basically, um, just just for those listening, if they don't know, um, so you've published games like A Medieval uh, Dusk. You've got uh, Gloomwood, Ultra Kill, Maximum Action. I think like two or three of those are in early access. Um, but I've played and adored A Medieval and Dusk. Um, I think I put thank both you, of those you. on my game of the year lists um, for the mirror. So I, I think I've mentioned both of those. Oh, um, thank you. Appreciate that. We always love the praise. <laughs> you're much welcome. Uh, I mean, you have some non FPS games in your, in your sort of lineup. Um, we do. Cause you know, I don't want to just make retro FPS forever. Mm-hmm. Like we're pretty good at it, but like we like other things too. So we've been, you know, getting more into horror stuff, getting into different perspectives, top down isometric, mm-hmm. Uh, trying to work on some fun new stuff. We're trying to work on like a racing game and all kinds of shit. I mean, we're we're about thirty people now across I don't know oh. eight, nine, ten games we're working on. Um, and New Blood's not like a pub, traditional publisher, right? We're a developer, but we publish our own games. So we're kind of like we do our own QA, our own publishing, our own porting. We're just like like a gathering of developers. Not not to be confused with God Games from the you know early two thousands. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're uh, we're trying to work on some different stuff as well. Even though we're known for retro shooters, but it's good to be known for something. It's good to be good at something. It's good that when people think of a certain genre, they associate you with it. So that's that's definitely been helpful for us and you know growing as a company. Yeah, totally. I mean, that by the way, that's interesting to to, to know that um, it's not a, a, like a normal publisher kind of dynamic. Like I wasn't aware that. Do, do you have? I suppose you don't have like proper office, but you would say that the developers are actually in-house then. Yeah, we're all, uh, we all work out of one Discord. Everybody kind of works on all the games. We've got um, centralized dev support uh, people that help out uh, if anybody needs any help. Um, you know, we've got guys that are good at Unity, guys that are good at Unreal, um, you know, a centralized QA team that does QA on all the games. And then every project's got like, you know, one to four people on it. Um, and then, you know, everybody's always asking each other for advice and tips and stuff. So there's never really a question that goes unanswered. 
um, or a problem that goes unsolved for too long. Uh, we're just kind of just one big group of, uh, you know, uh, of developers getting games made. And then I do all the biz dev and marketing mm-hmm. and, you know, all that fun stuff. That's a really cool way of going around it. I like that. That seems like a very modern approach to publishing very sort of all hands in it kind of works thing. i mean we'd work we'd work with like a bigger publisher if we needed to you know mm. um if it made sense but so far we haven't you know that hasn't made any sense for us i mean i don't think you you, you guys have a very unique sort of tone like your brand i would actually say is really strong anyway like because i mean as as you said if i was to think of someone if i was to think of a publisher a company that comes to mind if i think of retro style fps games i would think of you guys of course you do a bit more than that but sort of your your general um your sort of marketing tone and social tone is really strong anyway i find yeah it depends like if we ever needed like you know money or help on Mm. like you know console launches or stuff like that uh maybe but like so far so good you know we want to do it i've i've always wanted to do it on our own so far we've done it on our own things are going pretty well uh so we're we're happy as long as you know my developers are happy our customers are happy i'm good yeah um i i like by the way your shortened urls and all that stuff like the we hate money and waste money <laughs> and data space and stuff like that yeah it's it's kind of become my thing it's really funny it kind of peaked with the pc gaming show i pitched that idea to evan and i was like you know we're gonna do this little showcase for you guys then show the gloomwood trailer even though they forgot it <laughs> um and then and then uh, i'll do like if you want i, I could do like an interview where i'll like I'll say all my stupid meme URLs and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. We'll do that as a segment. And I was like, sweet. Um, you know, and I didn't have any idea how they were going to cut it up. My buddy Rob is actually the producer of the show. Um, I just shot it as like a straightforward interview where like um, Sean would ask me the questions and I just replied and said all the URLs. And then Rob kind of went above and beyond and meme the shit out of that segment. <laughs> and it turned out being like everyone's favorite part of the show, which was pretty, which was pretty funny. But uh, I mean, I originally just started doing that just to have, because we couldn't get dusk.com, right? right? So we had we had a medieval.com, and I was like, well, that's really easy to tell people, right? You, where do you go more learn more about the game? A medieval.com. Um, and then I, I needed one for dusk, so I was like, I was looking at like dusk.game, dusk.gg, playdusk.com, you know, all the simple things. We just we were always linking people to the Steam page, but we didn't have any like you know easy to remember mm-hmm. URL for it. And then we just started coming up with really dumb shit. <laughs> Um, and I was like, well, let's What about like, if we just go like notquake.com yeah. or like notfortnite.com and I went on name.com and I started typing all these in and it turns out they're like five, $6 for a year. So I just started buying up really stupid URLs and redirecting them to the game pages. Um, and with dusk, it started with that notfortnite.com <laughs> when the game launched. And it was like, everybody thought it was the funniest shit they ever saw. They're like, oh my God, this really works. I'm like, yeah, it took me like three seconds. Like Clippy B was all like, oh, this is so funny. My friends, there was apparently a meeting at Epic where someone was like, have you seen that this dust game is redirecting with a notfortnite.com URL? And somebody in the room was just like, yeah, that's Dave. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh you know so it's uh and it kind of just snowballed from there and now for each of our games uh they've got like a funny url but they're it's really it's it's it makes it a lot easier for people to remember and what i've noticed is people share them a lot especially when they make a lot of mm. sense for ultra kill obviously devilmayquake.com yeah. is perfect for gloomwood thiefwithguns.com is perfect and then when i see people talking about the game they reference the urls or the fact that it's just if you can boil your game's marketing down to three words mm. You know, Devil May Quake. It's like, okay, so it's Quake and Devil May Cry. Thief with guns. Okay, it plays like the old Thief games with guns. 
if you can if you can message and market your games in three words and people immediately know what they're getting, uh, then you've already won a little bit. So um, it's it's fun. We've also got some really stupid ones like fuckg2a.com <laughs> because you know fuckg2a.com. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's it's just you know there's uh, I'm always looking for affordable ways to do fun stuff and get more people involved with our games and you know make people laugh and you know, eventually sell some games like, but we hate money. So we're never going to sell. Course. I'm just going to spend all the money on Euro. <laughs> but actually it's really like getting kind of boring marketing, I guess. Like that is actually a very affordable marketing idea. Cause as you say, it's a memorable URL for mm-hmm. people and it kind of explains the game a little bit anyway. And it's just funny. So people end up sharing it. Like it seems uh, I'm surprised more people mm-hmm. haven't and done it. Cost it cost me, it cost me like nothing. Yeah. I see people sharing them all the time. And people going, ha ha, oh, that's perfect. And I'm like, sweet. You know, they, they, you know that cost me 10 bucks a year. Go nuts. Jeez. <laughs> Are you sitting on like a yeah. bunch that you don't use? Have you just like registered lots and you're just sitting on them? Uh, there's no, they're all, we use them all. Sometimes we forget. I'm making like a giant Google Doc because people keep asking like for all of them, like our, our players, just so they can, you know, have, they know which ones are which so they can use yeah. them to like, you know, uh, you know, joke around with people. Um, and I think there's 77 now. Oh my goodness. Okay. I was on, on name.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of them I didn't auto renew cause some of them just didn't take off. People didn't think they were funny sure. and they don't use them and stuff. Um, but yeah, I have 77 URLs registered currently. Now you need, you need like a, you need the number itself to be memeable. You need like to have 666 URLs. I had, I had, I had 69 at one point ah. and it was pretty nice. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it is what it is. <laughs> um, as, as going back to it, as I was kind of saying, so when we when although you have other titles as well, um, which I think a lot of them are kind of um, sort of remind me of DOS games anyway, like Faith and uh, Super Galaxy Squadron, kind of a kind of DOS like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess when people think of yeah. you guys, they think of sort of old school first person shooters. Um, how yeah, for sure. how did that happen was i mean because it doesn't sound like that happened intentionally no i mean it's so obvious so i uh you know i, I used to write about games and mm-hmm. stuff way back in the day i used to write for pc gamer and kotaku you name it um and i got involved with you know the rise of the triad reboot i was the marketing guy yeah. uh for that game with those guys who were at the time interceptor entertainment they're now 3d realms um and you know i i really wanted to it was i wanted to make games for me nobody was making these kind of shooters anymore Mm -hmm. like doom and quake everything had become so this was 2012 2013 everything was so story focused call of duty style you know linear you know cinematic you know uh type of games and i really missed you know like doom and quake type of Mm -hmm. stuff and there's always been plenty of you know mods and wads and stuff like that i mean there's limitless you know mods and wads and shit you can play for doom but there weren't any new games that had the old school sense of Mm-hmm. So when me and Fred got together with uh, Apogee, um, with Terry from Apogee, who, you know, let us know that he had the Rise of the Triad IP, I was like, let's, I originally just want to do an HD remake. This was before Night Dive started resurrecting all the old games and stuff like that, um, you know, and I was like, let's, I, let's make a new game that, you know, plays like the old games. Where you can carry nine weapons at a time and run around and, you know, bounce off of things and um and we did and it did pretty well because it was 2013 and anytime you put a game if you put anything on steam in 2013 you know you make it's like instant money there was like 500 games on steam then um and that kind of became it did pretty well um and then a few years later when um 
you know, I had uh, I heard for I had um, gotten involved with the Strafe Kickstarter. I gave them a bunch mm-hmm. of money because it was kind of going after the similar vibe, even though you know it ended up it was a roguelike and stuff like that. Um, but you know that retro aesthetic, people were really hungry for like uh, that. You know that Doom Quake. You know that vibe from the late '90s of shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously after Rise of the Triad, Shadow Warrior 2013 came out, Doom 2016 came out, the new Wolfenstein games came out. And, it, you know, people, we really started to get back to this faster, carrying a lot of weapons, shooting lots of enemies, uh, you know, style. Um, and But Rise of the Triad was kind of like the first of those. Mm-hmm. But not really on the indie scene, right? AAA was starting to do it again, but not in the indies. Um, and then David Szymanski comes along and tweets at me one day. Um, I had never heard of this guy, never met him. He had made some like indie walking uh, simulator type games. Um, and he goes, hey, I got a game you might be interested in. And it, uh, it was like a little link and it was like a one page. It was called Dusk and it was a retro shooter. And I was like, this looks neat. Send me a send me a build. And he had a build and it was just like one room. And you could run around and interact with everything and hop around and shoot stuff. And it felt really good, almost as, almost the same as Dusk feels today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Yo, this is awesome. I really want to work with you on this. And a few days later, we were working together. Um, and a few years later, the game came out. In between then, Simon and Leon, who worked on Rise of the Triad with me, who made Return of the Triad, which is a full total conversion for uh, Z-Doom of Rise of the Triad, reached out and they're like, hey, we're working on a new retro shooter that's kind of like Hexen and Heretic. I know you're working on Dusk. Would you be keen to work with us again? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, why not? Uh, next thing you know, you know, New Blood went from kind of not knowing what we were doing to working on two um, retro shooters that really had a good shot. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Dusk comes out, does super well. We follow that up six months later with a medieval that does super well. We take over Maximum Action, which is like a mix of Tony Hawk, GoldenEye, and Max Payne. Uh, that's doing super well. Next thing you know, we've got three really popular retro-style shooters, all that bring something super different, super different to the mm. table. And we're already, like, sick of them, right? Like, we're not going to make – like, we don't want to make any more. I don't want to make something else like Dusk because it will be compared to Dusk. I don't want to make something else like a medieval because it will be compared to a medieval. Maximum Action obviously fulfills its own niche very well. Mm. Um, and then Ultra Kill comes along. Uh, this Finnish dude, Hakita, who had been working on, you know, obviously it's a game that's kind of like a mix of Quake and Devil May Cry and all that kind of fun stuff. And I was like, the game wasn't quite there yet when he when he showed it to us. Um, and the guys weren't really 100%, but I'm like, there's really something here. This kid's really special. He likes us a lot. He's really good. He takes iteration really well. And it's nobody's done this before. Nobody's mixed a character action game with a retro-style shooter, yeah. you know? It's got a giant style meter, and the guy's clearly got a lot of love for DMC. Um, and I was like, there, it's, this, it, it's like, sure, it's a retro shooter, but it stands out enough and complements the other stuff in our portfolio enough that i think i want to bring him into so then there's ultra kill so then there's four retro first person things but at the same time david's really good friends with a guy named dylan rogers who helped work on dusk and he had been trying to make this thief-like game for five six years he's just been working on it in his spare time chipping away at it um 
called Gloomwood. And I love, love, love the old Thief mm-hmm. games, right? I love the old Thief games. I have never got into System Shock, but I love Deus Ex, obviously. I feel like it was kind of one or the other. Like when I was a kid, like I had Deus Ex. I'd never even heard of System Shock because back then there was like no internet. I got, you know, somebody gave me the Deus Ex CD and I was like, it was like the greatest game ever. Um, but uh, I love those games, right? Uh, and they call them immersive sims now. Back when I was a kid, we just called them FPS RPGs, mm-hmm. right? It's a first person shooter, but you sneak around and move stuff. Um, and that's on if obviously what Gloomwood is, right? So if 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 Dusk is Doom and Quake, and um, uh, and Medieval is Heretic and Hexen, and Ultra Kill is Devil May Cry, uh, then Gloomwood is obviously Thief, System Shock, with bits of Resident Evil, Call of Cthulhu, you know, Alien Isolation, all kinds, of, you name it, thrown in there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they said, and, you know, he worked on a build, and they're like, I really want to pitch this to Dave, and he did, and I was like, I fucking love it. I remember the first time I touched the doorknob in gloomwood and it jiggled just like the doorknobs in thief one and i was like oh <laughs> this guy knows his shit this kid is on to something so we brought dylan on i mean he was already working with us anyway because he helped on dusk mm-hmm. but we brought him and gloomwood on full time and then there were there were five there were five retro first person things um so it's kind of become our thing but you know we've also got um, obviously, Unfortunate Spacemen, which we never wanted to work on. I hired Zag, <laughs> the guy who makes Unfortunate Spacemen, to make VR games. Because when I first started New Blood, we were supposed to be a VR company. Right. VR was really hot at the time. Me and my buddy Aaron and Craig, uh, it was 2014, we wanted to make VR stuff. We had like those Oculus DK1s. Remember those old brick-looking Oculuses? We, you know, we went to Oculus Connect. We hung out with like Palmer Lucky and Nate. And uh, we were working on a VR boxing game. But like we, it never, we never really went anywhere. Um, and you know, 2016 is when I met Zag, and he had a really cool VR Diablo style prototype. And I really want to work. And I was like, I want to work with you on this. You should work with us. Um, and he's like, Sure, but you guys have to help me finish my multiplayer space deception game. And I was like, Sure, whatever. <laughs> Four years later, we finally released the thing. It's free to play, and it's doing quite well. But it was just like, Well, it so doesn't fit the rest of our portfolio, but it's fun because we can throw stuff from our other games into Spacemen, and it's doing well. And Zag now lives with me in New Zealand, working at Rocketworks. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then, of course, there was um, Super Galaxy Squadron, which we are still updating and bringing to Nintendo Switch, which is oh, hilarious. Um, but, I get a, but I do want to get away from the retro first-person stuff simply because, like, at this point, I think we're kind of tapped out on it, and we want to do other stuff, you know. So with Faith, obviously... Um, Anybody who knows Airdorf and what he's capable of, he's just, uh, he's an auteur, mm-hmm. right? Uh, of this kind of horror stuff. Anything he touches is just, it's Kino. It's amazing. Uh, even if you played the, his last game for DreadX Summer Night, which is supposed to emulate a Tiger Electronics game that eventually goes completely off the rails. He's just so, so good. And anybody who's played Faith or mostly, you know, watch people play Faith, because most Faith fans, they haven't actually played right. it. They've just watched like Markiplier or Jacksepticeye play One it, which is fine. Um, or, or yeah, or they know Mortis as a meme. Sure. Um, but I just really wanted to get involved, especially with more horror stuff. Uh, him and David were buddies, um, and I'm like, this is perfect. It fits the vibe. It fits the aesthetic. Mason Airdorf is awesome, dude. He fits in perfectly. I love Faith, and it's the kind of game where I'm like, I really would love to turn this into a broader narrative, um, package it up, and put it on a console like Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch, and that would just be for me. That'd be awesome. Uh, to find take a game that's already a cult classic and really kind of just build it out and build that universe out. Um, so Faith was like a no-brainer for me. Um, so like we'd love to do more horror stuff because obviously the guys have the chops for mm-hmm. it. 
Um, I love, I'm a big fan of top-down games, isometric games. Uh, CRPGs are actually my favorite genre. I love, you know, the original Fallout games, Baldur's Gate, stuff like right. that. Um, everybody thinks retro shooters are my favorite games. The, those are actually my favorite games, CRPGs. Uh, so I'd like to do some more stuff like that. Um, the guys really want to do a car combat game. <laughs> I fucking, I hate car combat. It's a dead genre. Um, you know, uh, you know, rocket league doesn't count. Uh, but you know, I'm thinking about it. I'd love to do like a retro racer, you know, like a real, you know, something, you know, it has to fit the vibe, you know, that we do it's, you know, synth wave outrun, you know, car combat lasers, who the fuck mm-hmm. knows. So we're, we're, we're toying around with a lot of prototypes, um, in that area, and then I love top-down games, love isometric stuff, twin-stick shooters, that kind of stuff. So we're messing with some stuff definitely outside of what we've done before. But I think the the core of it all is that we have fun. Yeah. Uh, we Everybody likes all the games that we work on, and everybody likes to bounce around and test them. And we all get really excited, and we iterate really fast, and we QA like crazy. You know, we've got super high review scores, no bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's all working really well. Um, but like I say, we hate money. So hopefully at one point, one of these games like takes off and makes a ton of money. So I don't have to worry about like, you know, if we're still going to be around in a year, but you know, like so far, so good making games with my friends and we're into it. That's really good to hear that it's, it still comes across like a passion project. Like it, you're, you're basically you're doing games that you want to do that you want to do yeah it's like we're not we don't have any nobody's pulling any strings we don't have any investors or publishers nobody tells us what to do or puts us on a schedule we never have to announce release dates our games are just either done soon or now mm-hmm. um and it's 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 good you know I, I know so many people i always say we don't rush we don't stress we don't crunch right i mean we definitely stress and rush sometimes sure um but like we don't we we don't take it too hard on ourselves i always say when we're working towards a goal or you know like a show or getting builds and trailers ready i always tell the guys like if we can we can if we can't we can't but we usually can Mm -hmm. you know we just everything keeps going really well for us because we work really well together um i'm not strict um you know i think quality of life is super important when you're making games um if you're not having fun doing it then what's the point like we make video games right we're not you know uh, we don't work on a pig farm. It's like, it's a good job that we got. It's a good opportunity. Not that there's anything wrong with a pig farm. But the world needs pigs. <laughs> the world does need pigs. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that's 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 interesting to me that that's your approach. Um, I guess that kind of means that the we hate money thing isn't just a, a joke. It's also, <laughs> it's almost like a, an action yeah, company. Yeah, no, it's because well, it's, well, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, if, like, if we live, if I, if I want, if we wanted to make money, I would have had Dusk out on Switch, like, a year and a half mm-hmm. ago, right? I would have, like, you know, done some deals. I would have taken on some investment or something. Like, I've turned down lots of, like, foreign direct investment and stuff like that. And, you know, people who want to, like, invest. But then, like, then you have to pay them back and, like, listen to them and shit like that. I'd rather just, I mean, I'd rather go broke having fun than, like be successful and like stressed and bald and fat and hate myself um why not get the best of both you know ones? as long as i yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's possible like if we keep growing and doing well um then that's that's definitely the best but i measure new blood success by the success of everybody at new blood yeah. right not how much money we've got yeah. in the bank right and i um we're kind of we're very like you know the fucking socialist utopia where like uh, like all the, you know, the all the guys, you know, the, the DevRel support guys and the QA guys are all on salaries, but then all the guys who make the games get royalties from mm-hmm. the games and they get most of it. You know, I'm the CEO, but I'm not the 
wealthiest guy at New Blood. I think I'm like number three at this point. Hmm. Uh, you know, obviously David, who made Dusk, is doing very well. Uh, George, you know, who did Maximum Action, who's a 19-year-old kid in college, is doing very well. Um, you know, the medieval guys, and you know, so it's it's good. Like I'm 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 way happier to be building lives and careers for everybody that works with me than just trying to like you know get the most into the company. Um, as long as everybody's happy and we keep growing together, mm -hmm. I think we'll stay together and keep making fun games together. The dream is to like, we we keep joking about like just working on one game. Like everybody just gets together and work on one game instead of working on eight projects. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I mean, we've got the resources now, which is pretty New Blood, the video game. Um, but I mean... Yeah, that's the uh, that's the dream. But in the meantime, we're just going to keep working on a million things. Well, the problem is it's I have a really hard time saying no to cool shit and my friends. Mm -hmm. um, and we've all got a lot of friends and they're all working on such cool stuff. And, you know, like we don't want to like we're like no more games, no more games. But then like Gloomwood and Ultra Kill come along and we're like, how could we not work on these, mm -hmm. you know, with these guys? um and then they and then it winds up going super well you know we had the reveals during e3 and everything went super well everybody's super into gloomwood and ultra kill and faith and maximum action everything's just going really well um and i think that's because of the mindset that we have at least i hope so yeah i like that it comes across it comes i think when i was earlier complimenting your brand and, and sort of your social media vibe and stuff that's probably due to your work culture it probably just is innately how you guys are it's very refreshing. I, I I like it. I think and I think it I think it uh, it does show through. Like I think fans um, like your brand. They just like New Blood because you guys seem sort of down to earth and legit and stuff. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Like, and I think that's one of the things I enjoy most about New Blood is like I spend most of my day just talking to people. You know, I'm on Twitter all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, I'm on our forums. I'm on. You know, it's um, I run all the social accounts too. We don't have a community manager or anything. Um, it takes up a large part of my day, but I just love, you know, I'm a sales guy by trade and I love just talking to everybody. And I think one of the biggest things we've done in New Blood is build like a, you know, a pretty big community of people that just love our games and love the kind of games that we make um, and, you know, encouraging them. And, you know, we get tons of fan art and, and it's just, it's fun to have a place where everybody can just hang out and, you know, we all like the same shit. Mm -hmm um and it's it's i think you have to these days and you, you can't make games in a vacuum anymore you can't just release a game and be like i hope you like it you know if you want to grow a company and a brand and a community you got to just you got to be there every day talking to these people living life um because we're really fortunate to do what we do and like i don't i wouldn't trade i'd say it all the time like i wouldn't trade our relationship with our customers for like anything in the mm -hmm. world like i sleep really really easy man there's some game companies out there that just get fucking just arguing with people all the time drama all the time uh we don't have any of that mm -hmm. and i think it's because um people know we're authentic and we we care about our customers and we love them and we hate money Is that that's it yeah people like brands that hate money yeah right yeah but they but they keep giving it to us i'll just i, I always when they say that i go cool buy a t-shirt <laughs> exactly yeah um yeah i actually haven't played um ultra kill maximum action gloomwood yet um I, I guess because because they are in early access i don't want to play them and then have to replay the, them so i just the demos are free well there's nowhere they're not early access yet they're just demos. right so free demo but they all look amazing so now that you said it out loud you have to go that play is, them. that's it yeah thank you yeah it's uh 
appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, the games are coming along well. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people um, that was just shocked by there not being this revival and sort of old school first person shooters and sort of low polygonal graphics in general. Like I, during this pixel art revolution that happened, when lots of pixel games came up, mm. I was sort of waiting for the low poly, <laughs> for low poly graphics to get their their yeah. day. Well, we're in it now, right? We're in the we're getting into everything goes in cycles. I say this a lot. So we went from pixel art, you know, from eight bit to sixteen, um, and now we're really getting into the N sixty four PS one era. We're getting a lot of PSX looking yeah. games. Um, you know, our stuff was kind of in that N sixty four PSX looking, um, and that's where we're that's where we're at. We are there. We're gonna start getting. I mean, I think we're gonna start getting low poly. Um, We've already gotten like low poly Silent Hill one two started looking Resident Evil looking yeah. stuff uh, fixed camera angle stuff. Uh, we're gonna get Virtua Fighter looking stuff pretty soon. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's races, Jumping Flash, yeah. like yeah, we're gonna get all that. That is where we are. The N64, Sega Saturn, PS1 is like the next wave of indie games. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm eating it up though. I mean, I. I, I... I mean, I obviously grew up on on low poly survivor horrors and and first person shooters and whatnot, um, and yeah. th- we've got things like that PS One horror. I don't know if you've seen on Itch Show that PS One horror PS One demo yeah, disc. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've played all those. Amazing, yeah. and that's like a thing now. That's like a jam they're doing frequently, and yeah. lots are coming out of that. Some really awesome stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, puppet combo and all those guys. It's uh, it's definitely a scene. We're part of it. Um, and that's also bleeding out into other genres. Like I've seen flight games that kind of look like the old Star Fox yeah. games and stuff like yeah. that. And obviously today there was that Jet Set Radio um, uh, looking spiritual successor yes. called like something, something cyberpunk, yeah. bomb funk or something, <laughs> uh, which obviously Sega was like, no, somebody finally did it instead of us. And we only had 20 years to do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm loving all of that stuff, and and as I say, I I adored a medieval and dusk. Um, adored them very much. Thank you. Thank um, you. and you're actually doing you're doing a physical release of dusk now. Yeah, working on it with lim. We're working on physical releases with limited run for all of our stuff. Cool. Um, so like Switch, obviously. Actually, I was going to email them after this. Um, and then um, collectors editions, you know, because they did the one for Sigil, and they've done so many. I'm trying to do, I'm thinking of doing like a VHS box set because, you know, everybody loves the super cool VHS style retro posters that we (laughs) have. Yeah, I love those. um, For our games that we use for our, yeah, I'm actually, I'm trying to print those. I've been working with our printer um, to get those made because everybody really wants Mm. them. But obviously with COVID and stuff, it's been, it's, you know, it's been, it's been a challenge to do stuff. Um, you know, we've been losing orders in the the ether left and right and shipping facilities. Um, so yeah, we definitely want to do physical, want to do more console releases. You know, we're kind of turning into a big boy company now, but I want to make sure that we grow the right way and do the right thing. You know, we'll do what our, do what our players want. You know, they've been asking for Dusk on Switch forever. So, you know, we're focused on Dusk on Switch right now, you know, when they want it on PS5 or whatever, we'll make that happen. Um, you know, I'm not really here to maximize profits. I'm here to maximize how much our players love us, and whether that pays or not, well, it'll uh, remains to be seen. But we're doing okay, so I can't complain. Sweet. I mean, this is all stuff I'll, I'll happily double dip on Dusk and a Medieval, however many times you, wherever it comes, and and the physical release. Um, yeah. Yeah, I left my dev. I left my Switch dev kit in the states with one of our developers because I wasn't going to bring it down here. So I haven't. 
I haven't played Dusk on Switch in yeah. ages, and we've added some. We've added like cool stuff, like a weapon wheel and gyro aiming, oh, cool. and you know, rumble and all the stuff that all the stuff that the Switch does. Um, and I really want to mess with that. Like, I want to make it so you can flip your, you know, because in Dusk you could flip a full 360 degrees in midair. Mm-hmm. I want to make it so you could flip your Switch in the <laughs> air, and and you'll flip in the game, and then people just dropping their Switch on breaking it all over the Brilliant. place. I just mm, that that's just that's the kind of marketing I want. <laughs> people breaking their Nintendo Switch. Uh, I wonder if Nintendo would allow that sort of thing. I wonder if they would. Yeah, only one way to find out. Until we break some switches, do it. Um, but yeah, I, I I love your library. As I say, I haven't played Ultra Kill Max Action yet. I I, I should, but um, I guess as you mentioned earlier, I I like how they're all different. Like they they all feel a completely different. Like a medieval is a bit like Keratic and Dusk is just sort of more horror one, and Gloomwood is your stealth one. You've got Ultra Kill, which is the DMC score mm-hmm. one. Um, so I love that. I love that I'm getting something different out of each of them. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, people ask me what my favorite is all the time, and I really can't pick. And you shouldn't. It's hard to choose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can play favorites. I don't care. <laughs> you hate money. You can, do, you can say what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. It's uh, we uh, Yeah, it's hard to play favorites, and I think that's a good thing. I, I think and also the fact that I just enjoy playing all of our games. When you really enjoy playing your own games, that's when you know they're Yeah, good. yeah that's great. <laughs> Like if if you don't like if you don't like playing your own game, like the game development hot tip, uh, if you don't enjoy playing the game that you work on, that's probably not great. <laughs> you should make it more fun. Brilliant, that's a good tip. Not fun, make oh, yeah. it fun. It's my game. De- that's, that's that's my GDC talk. Thanks for <laughs> um, I've also seen sort of more people that are taking uh, like similar twists on the genre. So you've got. Um, that metal hell singer uh which is sort of I, yeah I, that's uh my buddy that's my buddy goldfarb's game you should oh, get of him course, on here he of course you it. know them of course you do <laughs> yeah we're both we're both jews from long island new york of course we know each other oh um yeah i mean it looks it looks amazing um sort of it's uh the first person shooter slash yeah. rhythm game that that's epic i love that there's a few now. There's a, there was that other one that came out before them, BPM. Then Dave came out with Metal Health Singer. There was one that another guy was working on because it was funny. We went from zero rhythm shooters to like three yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> it, that's kind of how it goes, though. When it rains, it pours with these kind of things. But it's cool. I mean, as I'm a drummer, so that shit appeals, you know, super appeals to me. You know, I used to ace all the songs on Rock Band and stuff. Uh, so it's uh, I'm super keen to mix up those genres. Yeah. I think it's long overdue, and rhythm games do really well, especially uh, over in the east and stuff like that. And you know, in Europe, arcades are still huge. In the states, they're kind of mm-hmm. dead, but you know, states gonna states. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's long overdue. I think it's an awesome I think it's an awesome crossover. And David's got some really cool. Uh, He's got some really cool artists lined up for that too, like some really famous metal artists, and more on the way that I can't talk Ooh. about because he would get mad at me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to all that as well. I mean, I'm a fan of rhythm games, and um, I find first-person shooters a lot of them are very rhythmic anyway, which is obviously like Doom Eternal as an example, which I guess Helsinger is kind of sure. influenced by. It's very rhythmic in its combat and how you sort of move about anyway. Um, so it seems like a good match to mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and then if you, I don't know if you've seen, there's a there's obviously, as you mentioned, there's lots of people on the indie scene doing this sort of stuff. Um, I don't know if you've seen Hellscreen, but that's one that has particularly appealed to me. Yeah. Um, the, the, the first version yeah, of the rear uh, view yeah, mirrors. Yeah, Jamie's been working on. 
He's been working on that forever. We asked him for a build of that in like 2017, <laughs> and he still hasn't given us a uh, build. Come on, Jamie. I want to play it. Yeah, that one looks. Yeah, it's got the rear view mirror, which is cool. That's been done in a few things, but I don't ever think in a retro FPS. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it in a in a retro FPS. Um, but yeah, I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying this influx of uh, first person shooters, like old school classic, classic style ones, and sort of low poly graphics and and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been very good. I'd like to see lots more of it. I'm not sick of it yet. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm definitely not, and I like to support all the other ones. You know, um, you know the retro FPS community is pretty. It's become pretty big in the last few years, and we all just kind of you know support each mm-hmm. other. Uh, we're all coming together later this year to do a big online uh, show with like all the retro shooters. So that's going to be really cool. Like us and 3D Realms and Night Dive and running with scissors cool. and all the indies, and uh, you know it'll be that'll be pretty cool. Um, but it's fun. We know we've built this we've built this kind of new genre mm. within a genre. Right? Totally. Yeah. Um, so I think they call that a sub genre. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun to be, uh, the part of, it's fun to be part of something. It's fun to be spearheading something. Um, it's fun to make good games. It's fun to have good customers. Mm. It's hard to complain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your games have all rocked. I mean, I've, uh, I suppose I've only played like three of them, but your games have all rocked so far. I'm absolutely adoring it. You're, you're definitely one of my new favorite. I guess you've been around for quite a few years, but you're definitely one of my new favorite publishers. Um, you're, you're one of those few oh, publishers yeah. where anything you put out, I'm going to immediately take note of, basically. Um, yeah, we really, I really, we've cultivated that within our within our community too. You know, they know as soon as we drop something, it's going to be good. And I've, I've had a few people like tell me about like this new blood seal of approval, you know, when we've got, we like, you know, we'll, We'll put out something in early access or a demo, and there'll be comments like, "Oh, I don't know if this is going to be good or whatever." And then somebody from our community will reply and be like, "Listen, everything these guys put out is perfect. Uh, you don't have to worry about it. It's okay." And I'm like, "You can't buy that, right? You can't buy that yeah. kind of uh, love and support from players. That only comes from a proven track record of putting out awesome games and listening to your players." Um, and we've built all our games with our players. You know, Dusk was early access for, you know, a year and a half. Medieval was early access. Maximum Action's an early mm. access. Gloom 1 and Ultra Kill are demos, you know. And we've been building them by going back and forth and iterating, not only within our own company, but with our players. Um, and that's how, if you want to make a game that people want, you got to talk to the people that are going to buy your game. Uh, some developers have such disdain for their their customers. They're like, "Well, if you don't like it, it's not for you." It's like, "Well, then who the fuck are you making the games for?" <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you can make a game for yourself. Just don't expect anybody to buy it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I can definitely think of some publishers like that off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, you, you guys are in the in in a really good situation where I guess I know you mostly for old school first person shooters, but anything that you guys put out now. Um, you know, you attempted to break away from that and, and explore other genres and stuff. I'm immediately going to be interested. Um, so that's exciting. I, I mean, you say that you're interested in, in in horror stuff and that the team is interested in vehicular combat stuff. And that all sounds good yeah, to me. It's, uh, it's, I think it's cool. I think as we just, you know, if we keep branching out slowly and, you know, we'll eventually really, uh, you know, have a pretty wide array of games and a big community and, Hopefully, you know, making some good money and having fun and living life. Um, yeah, it's uh, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, basically. I have no plans to change the plans. 
Good. That's what I like to hear. And hopefully we can get some more physical stuff. Because I'm too lazy. But that's Yeah, that's it. Yes, definitely physical stuff. Like I said, again, lazy. Uh, physical stuff. So we're making the posters. We're doing the collector's edition. It's going to happen, I swear. <laughs> um, it's it's going to happen. We'll get there. But I mean, you know, listen, people want it, we'll make it. Yeah, I work for a physical game publisher myself. So like that's something that means a lot to me mm -hmm. is games sort of being preserved physically. For sure. Um, so I was really, really, really excited Definitely. to see the, the Dusk news. Um, hopefully we'll see more of that in future. And even, yeah, stuff like those those posters you make, like I love that they're all, I guess anything that is themed and stuff that is all matching and uniform. Um, so I'd probably buy all of those yeah. if you print them. So you should print them. Yeah, we've got one, you know, we've got one graphic designer on them and uh, she does a great job. So it's, uh, it's cool. It's, uh, it's fun to build a brand and have fun and, you know, have a cohesive, clear, consistent branding. That's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, clear, consistent branding and not making money. Those are the two most important things. Yes. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate money. Oh, I wish I could get rid of all of it. I hate it. Yeah. Less money, more puppies. That is, that's it. That's what we need. More more puppies, less money. Um, That's my life more. It is now. If puppies were currency, there wouldn't be any problems in the world. There we go. There'd be a lot of puppies, though. It just oh no well like uh, I I don't see that as a problem oh no they imagine saying there's too many puppies like there could be a thousand puppies in my house right now and I'd be like yay that'd be amazing look don't think of all the puppies I mean sure they'd be pissing you'd and shitting everywhere but other than that it would be it would be really adorable but you'd have to feed them and in order to buy all a thousand yeah. puppies worth of food you'd need tens of thousands of puppies or or pig farm. Huh? Oh, shit. See, we take it back. We, take it back. We, do, we do open a pig farm. Take it back to the pig farm. We start a pig farm that feeds all the puppies. We don't make games anymore. We are running a pig Damn. farm. Damn. Well, I'm glad to hear about this new venture for New Blood. I'm glad I have a podcast exclusive, yeah. New Blood Pig Farm. Yes, we're no more. We're not New Blood. We are now Pig Blood. <laughs> uh, Which is extreme. That's the most metal thing I could think of to name a company. Pig it Blood. Really it really is. Yeah, we're gonna we're going on tour. <laughs> you're taking the pig, you're taking corpse. the whole pig farm on tour. I love it. Oh god, that would stink so bad. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to your future games, um, both the FPS ones and the other genres. I'm looking forward to your pig farm. I'm looking forward to you making some money. Um, I'm looking forward to all that stuff. It's all good. Sweet, appreciate it. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you and your games and all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, so I'm at Dave Oshray on Twitter, D-A-V-E-O-S-H-R-Y. You can check out the games at newblood.games or wehate.money. You can check out our merch at waste.money. Dusk is at notfortnite.com. A medieval is at I can't believe it's not hexen.com. <laughs> Maximum action is at tonyhawksproshooter.com. Faith is at garylovesyou.com. Gloomwood is at notbloodborne.com. That one works. <laughs> uh, unfortunate Spaceman is at deaderspace.com or oh god, please somebody help.me. That works. Um, and then, of course, we've got Ultra Kill at devilmayquake.com. Uh, that's that's all I got. Oh, and if you want to join our Discord, it's discord.gg slash newblood. I love it. I love that you remember them all as well. It's, it's, it's my shtick. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming on. As I say, you are genuinely one of my favorite um, new publishers of the last decade or so, so it's a, a, a genuine honor to speak to you. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to... I, I should probably get on your demos, to be honest. I feel bad now, and I should definitely go and play them. 
They yeah, should have one else. They're free. There's no excuse. Exactly. Free demos, no excuse. <laughs> that should be your next motto. Free demos, no excuse. Yes, free demos, no excuse. <laughs> Play the games. They don't cost anything. There we go. Um, yeah, thank you very much for chatting with me. Um, to everyone listening, I genuinely do implore you to go and try out all these sick games. They're really good and play them. And it would be nice to let people make a little bit of money, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. And I shall catch you next time. Hi, thanks for listening. If you liked this podcast, you can support it, i.e. me, on www.patreon.com slash toadsanime. For just $1 or more a month, you will get a shout-out at the end of each podcast, which is coming up in a second. Or for $3 a month, you'll get access to four episodes early a month. That means you'll be getting each episode three days before public release. Ooh, aren't you special? Ooh, you. And obviously, every episode features a different guest from the video games industry, and it will help support me getting cool guests and making it feel like it's a really good use of my time. Let's pretend it is. So thank you so, so much to anyone and everyone that even looks at the Patreon for even a second. And thank you to Ryan Winter, Joe Sheedy, Gregory Kroll, Andy Robertson, Stephen Bolton, Lee Chapman, Gregory Phillips, Chris Wood, Corey Class, EMH Richard, Francisco Limus, Thomas and James Coop for backing me on Patreon so far. Thank you so, so much.